0: Bang radio. Bang radio. Bang a
1: radio. dot com. I'm going out. I gotta go. I'll bang a rang on the radio. So. Turn- The Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamore. Hello and welcome to Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast. Thank you for being here today. I hope this episode finds you well and that it helps you escape the chaos of the real world. At least for a little while, anyway. Uh, before we get to today's guests, don't forget to vote for fan favorite song of the month in the Pop Punk and Pizza Community Facebook group. Every month, I change the Pop Punk and Pizza Spotify playlist with 10 songs I think you should give a listen to that particular month, and then I let uh, everyone vote for their favorite song in our Facebook group, and then the song with the most votes actually stays on the playlist for another month, and uh, checking it out right now, Look What Happened by Millington featuring Half Past Two is in the lead. It's actually a cover song of a uh, well-known less than, or it's a cover of a well-known less than Jake song, and then writing in second place right now currently is the first thing by Glimmers. So make sure you go to the Pop Punk and Pizza Community Facebook page or Facebook Facebook group and vote, and uh, you'll see the poll right at the top of the group there place your vote, and I think you can actually click on multiple ones. So if you want to vote for more than one, you can. And then at the end of the month, we'll see who comes in first. Also, I'm working on a special Christmas episode of the podcast, and I'm currently accepting submissions for that. So if your band or a band you work with has any Christmas songs you'd like to submit for possible airplay on the podcast for that episode, you can email them to me at bangerangradio at gmail.com and so far this week i've been getting some really uh, some really great ones so thank you for that and i can't wait to hear more of them so on today's episode you and i are going to take a trip to newcastle united kingdom where pop punk band home truths have just released a new single called shimmers so let's see if we can uh, find out what this song's all about and more as a I should start by saying good evening to you guys, because it's, what, nine, uh, nine o'clock? Nine o'clock, yeah. yeah. Nine, yeah. And uh, it's three o'clock for me in the afternoon, so um, it's just always wild how these time zone things work. Yeah,
0: um, I, I, I remember the, uh, like working with Eric, I, I don't mean James really understood, uh, time zones. <laughs> But like you get messages like, James, you're at. it's like two in the morning for Eric.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, because <laughs> Eric is here in the U.S. I'm not sure where Eric is at as no, far as the U.S. Book. goes.
0: Is he in New... I thought he was in Florida. No, Vinny's in Florida. Eric's in uh, New York. I think...
1: It? I was going to say, I think... right? Yeah, I was going to say, I thought Eric was somewhere on the East Coast. So they're yeah. both in in uh, Eastern time zone. So, yeah. And I'm in Central time zone. So... Yeah. Um are you based. What's that? are you based. Um, I'm near Chicago, oh, if cool. you know ah, where cool. Chicago is yeah, yeah, is yeah. at. It's it's about yeah. middle of, of the country. So yeah. now how many time zones are there for the UK? Is there quite a few? <laughs> just, <laughs> no, one. Just, just one, yeah. There's just, just one. one. Okay. Like I wasn't sure. <laughs> like I thought there was just one because I know it's like only the, the size of the country isn't as big as you know the united states but i was like I, i'm not sure what the like i just kind of guessed when i was setting up the zoom meeting i was <laughs> like i i did a like a quick google search i'm like okay what's the time zone in newcastle <laughs>
2: <I> just... <laughs> yeah, it's the same it's the same all over the uk it's, it's different in europe it goes one hour in europe and then as you as you move further over to the east it's plus more hours, but okay. don't ask me exactly how many in which country I have no idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of helps when it comes to if you're just playing shows in the UK and doing a UK tour, yeah. everything's the same time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I never
0: thought about that, like bands in the US like traveling across the States.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. It it yeah. can screw you up just like, you know, like wow. one of the the major cities next Um, in line to chicago is indianapolis it's about four hours away but it's in eastern time zone so you have have to consider that one hour time change you know so driving to there you lose an hour because they're an hour ahead so you have to leave earlier than normal in order to get there on time (laughs) very so, like that. It was yeah. Thing. <laughs> you know, anyway,
0: a luxury for us.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, not to like make this whole episode about time zones, <laughs> um, but um, but it's just cool that we live in in an age where you know it's different time zones and we can you cool. know connect. It's just uh, yeah, sure. it's it's, cool. it's really cool. So cool. thank you, thank you guys for doing this. Welcome, uh, James and Ross to Pop Punk and Pizza. Um, So, you know, when I was originally looking up Home Truths on Facebook, I'm sure you've, you know, this has happened to you multiple times already, but I almost liked the wrong page. Yeah, the metal Uh, band. Yeah, the metal band. Do you know those guys or is there any like affiliation? No, Uh, they stopped
0: about five years ago, I think. They've not been active for a while. So, but we've had a few instances where like fans have used their artwork, like promoters have used their artwork for like posters and stuff like that and promoting our shows. And it's just like, ah.
1: Oh, that's not our logo. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's definitely not us. I wasn't sure. Like I thought it would be funny if it was one of those things where you guys were searching for a band name and you saw that Home Truths was a band and they broke up and you're like, "Hey, how about we just take their name?"
2: <laughs> you know, I, na- I named the band and initially when I when I thought of the name, I looked for bands that were like just trying to rule out because I didn't want to have the same name because we were initially going to be called This Time Last Year. That was the name.
1: Isn't that... A, that is another band. That is, that is a pop-punk band in the UK. Yeah, so yeah I was going to say, isn't it... Is it this... No, it's it's this time next year, right? Is that the name of...
2: Well, there's one yeah, in the UK called This Time Last Year. They, they were actually going to play a festival with us. That got cancelled because of COVID, but they were going to play a festival with us. So I just thought that was quite funny. That, But then I researched Home Truths, and there was no other Home Truths that I could find. But then again, I wasn't looking for metal bands as well, so it
1: doesn't matter okay i got you no i was just i was just curious um it's always funny to you know talk to bands where there's multiple names um or that same band has the same name as as another um but yeah i'm talking about uh another it's another what, what was the name of that band this maybe, time last year, yeah, I think uh-huh. maybe I've played them on the podcast before, or in, or a band with a similar name, yeah. you know, like almost the same. So that, yeah. it's like yeah. that that rings a bell in my brain. I'm gonna have to like go and look that up later <laughs> uh, when we're when we're done. Um, so, congratulations on the uh, release of your latest single, Shimmers. Um, it's the uh, first release with your new label, Lost Music yeah. Collective. Yeah. Now, in in your mind. What makes Shimmers different from like, let's say, Soundtrack or any other of the songs that you've released? And I know both of you probably will have different answers. So, you know, Ross, if you want to go first, uh, how is it different in in your mind?
0: Um, I think with Shimmers, we had sort of a better idea of how we were going to push it, promote it. And, you know, the guidance from Eric and Vinny, so of helps. Uh, sorry, I'm
1: not messing with you. I don't know why I'm here. You know, no. <laughs> no, you're, dude, dude, you're doing just fine, man. We're just, we're just talking. Like, tell me straight up, like, in your eyes, like, shimmers, man. Like, okay, you, you mentioned um, Eric and you mentioned Vinny. What, what did they bring to the table for you? In your eyes, or for the band? Um
0: for a bit of organization. Um I think before they came on board we used to just post things, you know, willy-nilly and didn't really put any thought into it.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, this now it's I... cool. Let's post it on social media and hope that we get some likes. <laughs> <laughs> they, so they,
0: sorry, go ahead. Yeah, they, they they really helped us with that and like even like um, approaching like promoters and like magazines and uh, different podcasts and stuff's just basically helping us be better people, which I mean, I'm still not, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's not true. You seem like a good guy. No, no,
0: I'm just, I'm just, I can't function properly.
1: (laughs) Oh, Hey, Hey, I hear you. It's it's, it's fast as (laughs) bedtime. Dude, I, and I want to say thank you so much for, you know, if this is late for you guys, because I, I'm a guy that wakes up super early in the morning. So like nine o'clock is actually late for me. So thank you for staying. <laughs> thank you for staying up. If it is past your bedtime, you are you are awesome. Um, but uh, well, well here's the thing. Like, are any of us really functioning that well in this pandemic anyway? So, I mean, this, you is know, well. that. This,
2: this, is, this is our career and our social lives right here. Just it, on a
1: video. It really is. Like, <laughs> Ever since the pandemic hit, I've had more submissions and interview inquiries than ever because what else are bands going to do right now? It's true. It's true. I mean, there's only Very so true. few things that bands can do, and this is one of them. So I guess thank God for that, that we can still have some type of social interaction going on and can't play shows, but there is, there is this, right. Um, but Ross, that was a great answer, dude. So you're all good, man. Seriously. You, that was, yeah. Clap, clap to you. Um, so that was good. James, how about for you? Um, with, bring shimmers. What's the, the biggest, you know, difference in, in your eyes? Yeah, so I think to... for me,
2: like for, for writing perspective, so I, I wrote the song. Um With Daydream and Soundtrack, they were meant to be singles. So we were writing to put a single out. With Shimmers, it, was, it wasn't it was a single straight away. It was never, i never considered it as a single. There's so many sections. It's quite progressive in a way. It's quite proggy. With pop punk, you know, you, you've got a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, end. That's what you're looking at structure-wise, and Shimmers. If you count the sections, things about seven or eight different sections in it. So I think for us, it was just we just wanted like people to hear our band, and that's the sound of our band. We love bands like Hooey and Cambria, like that's one of mine and and Gilly's favorite bands. And so we just thought, you know, this is the way I write. I'm not going to write something different, and I hope people like it. And it's gone down really well. It's gone down really, really well. Like people are really enjoying it. And it's, it's something different, I suppose, that's out at the moment. Um, it's not too predictable. Even though in the pop punk, you want that level of predictability, but it's not quite too predictable, but it's super, it's super polished it's super shiny and it's super pop. So that, the kind of the attributes of a, of a pop punk song are there. Just a bit different.
1: Yeah. And, but you do have those, those progressive moments in the song mm-hmm. or those progressive parts mixed in with those pop uh, elements you're talking about, or even the, the punk pop punk elements. Um, that that was one of the big things I noticed too, because before uh, Shimmers even came out, you know, I was checking you guys out and listening to soundtrack. And I was like, whoa, It's was like, this song is awesome like i love this song i love Thanks, everything sir. about it Thanks. and so i guess i already kind of like set myself up for what i was to expect when shimmers dropped and then it dropped and i'm thought oh okay this is this is a little different there's a lot more going on here and yeah sure. the the guitar um i am always jealous of songwriters and guitarists who can come up with licks like that and i well for one i can't play them and two <laughs> i just can't come up with them so how do you how do how do you do that
2: the song started because uh i think four Year strong album had just dropped oh, okay and i like to kind of soundtrack it's it's really safe you know I'll, the uh, our um, lead guitarist alex like he's playing like riffs constantly through the song but i'm just playing chords
0: mm-hmm. and
2: to sing over the chords it's really safe um and I. Four years, four years strong album dropped. I was just like, whoa, this is just like a game changer for me. You know, (laughs) Alan and Dan are rocking out these like crazy riffs and singing over it. And I was just like, I've got to do something like that. So I just, the, the riff, I don't know where it came from. It just, I think I was working night shift in my job and it just popped into my head. And then I tried about six or seven different vocal arrangements over it. And the chorus is what, is what worked. So Yeah, just a bit of jealousy of uh, of the greats, really. (laughs) Inspiration from Four Years Strong.
1: I mean, how could how could you not be inspired by them just because they're they're so, in my opinion, they're so unique. um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with you know, you've got a band that has this pop and and awesome, amazing harmonies with so much aggression too. Mm. Like. How wow. does how does a band do that? It's just uh, it's just done so well. So.
2: Yeah, they're, they're special, man. They're really special. But yeah, they were a big inspiration for, for that part of the song. Um, I was listening to a lot of... Um, I can't remember the name of the band. Come back to me and I'll find it out. I'll find <laughs> a girl I was listening to at listen that time. Okay. They're American. <laughs> I think they might be from Chicago. Oh, Chief State!
1: Have you heard of Chief State? Chief State. Uh, I think they're actually from Canada. Yeah, they are from Canada. But, yeah, yeah. But I are. do know. I do know them. Yes. Yeah, so okay. I was just, well, a
2: lot of them at the time, and a, they're quite proggy as well. Yes. Quite poppy, but quite proggy, and they've got that metal type that layering of, of the metal guitar tones and the drums and stuff. So was, that mm-hmm. was the idea: keep it quite, keep the song flowing, and keep it moving, keep it energetic.
1: Okay, you brought up work. And uh now I'm curious, James. What do you do for work? I'm a mental health nurse in the UK. Really? Yeah. So, as a what is a mental health nurse in the UK? What does that job description fit? Because I'm I'm sure it's different than what it would be in the US, or or maybe a, a little bit at least.
2: You know, I don't I don't know what it's like in the US. To be honest with you, I don't. really know how the mental health system works, but. Um, in the in the UK, it's NHS, so it's our NHS system, and um, I work on an inpatient ward. So, when people are detained, like under the under a section, they come into the ward, um, basically just treating them, assessing them, um, making sure they're having the medication and physically well. Just being a nurse, but in terms of, you also got that factor of the mental health issues are in there as well. It's all kinds of things from schizophrenia, depression, bipolar disorder. We see everything, really. It's
1: really interesting. So do you deal with Alzheimer's patients too?
2: No, that's a different... So I just work in age, so 18 to 65-year-olds.
1: Oh, okay. That makes sense. My my son's mother uh, is a mental health nurse as well um but she works in the uh, geriatric side of it so she's yeah, working yeah. with the the senior citizens the elderly yeah um, sure. so a lot of alzheimer's and dementia and sure. and things like that and it's blows my mind that she still comes home from work safe because those they can just get out of hand you would think yeah. the elderly isn't strong enough to get out of hand but <laughs> they are.
2: Yeah, I've worked with them before when I was training. And yeah, it's they are di- it's really difficult. Yeah. It's a really difficult profession, but yeah. Yeah. It's really rewarding as well.
1: How about you, Ross? What do you do for work?
2: I'm an triangles.
1: Yeah I'm, <laughs> Tri- a, <laughs> yeah. I'm a architectural technician, which
0: sounds fancy, but yeah, all I do really is draw squares and triangles.
1: <laughs> I mean, that sounds fancy to me. And I, I mean,
0: I, I'm the only person I know that still uses Pythagoras' theorem, you know.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, you're probably that probably means you're you're a lot better at geometry than I am, you know. Uh, I mean, is that tough. what you is, is that, do you a per, right? Geometry, you use geometry yeah. with that, okay? Yeah, yeah I, I like failed geometry, man, in high school. It was bad, it was yeah. not good. That's just my only sort of strong point, yeah. So so, with um, you, you said you're like an assistant?
0: A uh, technician. Technician. Op- okay. So, technician.
1: so you, so like walk me through like just a regular day on your job besides like the, you know, so who do you work like under, I guess?
2: Well, oh, uh, Gilly, Gilly, tell them the coronavirus story.
1: <laughs> which, which
2: one? <laughs> the, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the first one. About your mum and dad Come back from Italy?
0: Oh, uh, they came back from Italy the week the coronavirus hit. So everyone at work just told me to leave, and no one talked to me for weeks. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> and yeah, do,
2: his colleagues were wearing like full, like full PPE protective gear whenever they were around him. because mm. so he had coronavirus.
0: My, my gosh! Before, like, they all like kicked off. I was patient zero, apparently, according to them.
1: <laughs> but you never actually had it, right? No, no. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God, man. Um sorry, continue. So yeah, uh typical day. Like I work for a number of like architects
0: and big building companies around the UK and they send me in like their plans and I'll do all the structural engineering on it and you know, figure out what timber sizes and steel sizes that they'll need to use.
1: So you actually need to know like um do you do you get to like figure out what type of material needs to be used too is that part of it or is that something completely different
0: no no it's um like i'll have to take into account like certain loadings for like the area that's in and what's like being used in a certain room like if there's a room that has got like a gym i'm gonna have to take into account that it's like gonna be heavy equipment in there so it's yeah, it's quite, it's quite, I know I like play it down by saying all I do is draw triangles and squares, but yeah, there is obviously a lot of, uh, a lot of th- force, there's four processes that goes into it.
1: Yeah, no, that's really cool. That's mm. fascinating. Cause I, I don't think I've ever talked to anyone in architecture that, that I'm aware of anyway. So <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool, man. So definitely don't downplay that. Cause I think that's a badass. <laughs> So, but, um, yeah, so so both of you have been safe from COVID so far?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Look, okay. I mean, we've had, I've had, um, I've worked on, I've worked in a couple of different wards throughout COVID, and I have worked with people who have been positive for COVID, unfortunately, but luckily we've, we just wear our protective equipment and we've been safe. So,
1: right. Yeah. And um, what was no I, I I always forget <laughs> I always have at least one moment in a show where I completely forget what I was going to say <laughs> um oh so what what is the current state in the uk with covid is is I mean it's it's risen here it seems like it's about in, like that everywhere else too
0: yeah we're in lockdown again so it's nothing's really happening hmm
1: yeah we'll I mean and- we're not completely there in the the state that i'm in of illinois but some of these surrounding states are have like just announced that okay we're going back because the the united states government has kind of left it up to state by state on Mm -hmm. you know if they're going to shut down or or how their their rules work and um i i wouldn't be surprised if illinois decided to announce this week that we're going to be shut down again, yeah. so, yeah. but um, glad uh, glad you guys are, are staying safe so far. Yeah, um, I think we're fortunate because where we are in the UK, we're right in the
0: Northeast. We're a bit secluded from, like, it all There has been quite a big, a few outbreaks out here, but it's not been anything major.
1: It's probably easier to stay away from people, I imagine. Um, I mean, I'm used to that anyway. So <laughs> oh. he
2: says he says that, but he's the most social member of the band. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I mean I like to
1: like recluse. <laughs> well, you know, you're the lead vocalist. You're supposed to do that, right? Or be a recluse? <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to stay away from the you know the the fans and and the the bassist is supposed to be like you know the coolest one of the band, right?
2: Oh, yeah, I suppose,
1: right? Round. I mean, that's the first time I've ever heard that book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, here's a, here's an example. This is only one example. I feel okay. like there's several. Um, but I uh, I went on a uh, a tour where the band I was working for was on tour with uh, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Red Jumpsuit yeah, yeah. Apparatus. Okay, yeah. so um, their lead vocalist, Ronnie great guy wonderful but very much you know secludes himself from the the audience and from the shows when he's not on stage Mm -hmm. um but joey the bassist you will find him out and about in the crowd throughout the whole show you'll see him at the bar if you happen to like go up to him and say hey you're you're Joey from Red Jumpsuit, right? He'll he'll want to do a shot with you or he'll want to he want to drink with you or or whatever, you know? So it's just it's different roles you play in the band, you know? I I feel like yeah. the the lead vocalist kind of like it's just a different it's a different job. We're a bass player, he I feel like he kind of has more freedom in that. You do, do you know what sense. we always
2: joke we always joke because like Al and I have like these big like pedal boards like and we have like all of our backing tracks going on and stuff like that. And I have to set all that up. Gilly just turns up and just plugs in. (laughs) just just plugs his bass in the arm and that's it. He's done. (laughs) And when he, when we finish (laughs) the show, you know, we're like, like frantically setting down all of our gear. Gilly's just like picks his wires up, puts them in his bag and he's done. (laughs) It's it's great.
1: Maybe, uh, maybe uh, you should take a lesson from, from ross just to be like oh maybe oh, yeah. i need to like make my setup a little more simple <laughs> yeah i need a
2: kemper that's what i need there, shout, out to, shout out to kemper i need that uh, yeah need awesome.
1: Kem, kemper needs to to sponsor james i mean yeah those things are they're crazy expensive and it just blows my mind how much it sounds like the real deal you know yeah i, I dream
2: a dream about them like
1: i'm (laughs) i'm conflicted about them like i love them but i hate them at the same time because i do like to have an actual amp on Mm. the stage you know there's just something something about that aesthetic i don't know what it is
0: it always looks a bit naff when there's just this little kind of like i know what you mean it's nice when you see like nice stuff behind you
1: yeah. I guess that's when you got to make sure you get the stage banners or the stage scrims <laughs> to kind of yeah. <laughs> fill, fill out the stage. You can, right? you, can
2: still use, you can still use a cab with them. You can still, so you don't have to go straight in. You can still go into a cab and then make the cab up. So you can still, you still have that like realistic element
1: to it. That's, that's true cool. That's true. I have seen a couple people do that at shows. yeah, that's yeah. that that's a good point. Um, so let's get back to Shimmers. Um, I was reading up about Shimmers in uh, a dead press article and it said the song is about society being obsessed with social media and dating apps. Mm-hmm. So it got me wondering what are your individual experiences? with dating well, apps. Let's
2: go to Ross because I've, I've never used one
1: before. So <laughs> this is, this is more Ross's department. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Back to Ross. I feel bad because I feel like Ross is like, oh no, I don't know what to say again. But just, just looking like, at
0: that one straight at him. <laughs> just, yeah, it's, I remember months ago before like lockdown, like me and James and his girlfriend went out for like a few drinks and like James was like asking us all about like dating apps and social media and like, because he's never really had to experience them whereas I am you I'm ridiculously single. <laughs> um, so he, he, we talked about it at the time and said you, you like the idea of like writing it from that sort of perspective of, you know, trying to make it, this like perfect online profile of yourself and like sort of sell yourself to people when really it's not you and it's all just a big lie. And I think that's what like Shimmer's, you know, as James hasn't already said it himself, but it is sort of based on my experiences in a way and obviously other people who are in a very similar situation.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so is there like any interesting story in particular that you'd like to share? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm always up for a good uh, dating app story. Everyone's got at least one, you know, for the um, most part. I mean,
0: I've had a couple of just like no shows, like still up a few times. Man, <laughs> oh.
1: Dude. <laughs> what the hell man um, it's it's not great well hopefully it's more sad than funny to be honest (laughs) okay so all the uh the uh the hotties of uh newcastle listening right now hit up ross you know all the the sweet hotties out there hit up uh hit up ross he's 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 lonely and lovely (laughs) he's a good dude he's got a nice beard he's got a you got a a ponytail or is that a Uh, yeah yeah, he's got got he's got nice he's got voluptuous hair see he's got voluptuous hair he's got (laughs) hair that's just full of volume I mean look at that dude that's like uh, what's his name Jason Momoa or whatever his name (laughs) is he does look look a bit like Jason Momoa yeah (laughs) see that's so true I mean what more could you ask for I mean, the the man, the man knows his way around a fretboard. So, you know, (laughs) that that usually means he's good at other things, too. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's so weird. Like, um, I never thought in a million years that uh, I would find a girlfriend or uh, actually um, or just someone that I love on. A dating app because because my girlfriend currently that I've been dating for eight months and I've never been happier we met on tinder which I never thought I would say especially about tinder because tinder is everyone hears tinder and they think oh promiscuous you know they yeah. think oh it's sexy time you know um but believe it or not like that's the thing about Tinder is that so many people use it for different things. Some people, yes, they do use it to just hook up and have sex or have a good time or whatever. Then there's other people that are actually looking for something serious. Some people are just looking for friends, you know? Um, And Tinder, there's just, there's all kinds of, I'm sure, I don't know. Have you, Ross was one of the ones you've used is tinder or what what are the the apps in the uk that are similar to that uh tinder bumble and hinge which are like the three big ones okay you said those are those are big here too yeah i just wasn't sure if there was you know if they were the same
2: he's grinded on you
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's another one i forgot about that i think that's i think that's the like predecessor of all of those I think yeah. that's been around the longest. Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I think so. That I I was told that that's where the idea for Tinder came from. No,
2: mm-hmm.
1: was was Grinder. But well, there you go. I, I could, speaking of grinding, I don't know if you can hear it, but there's like literally saws in the background of me <laughs> oh, right I don't now. Hear anything, though. Oh, okay, that's good. Um my <laughs> so my my neighbors right next door, they're getting a new uh deck put on their house. So like there's uh, drills and saws going off like crazy right now. It's literally like right outside my bedroom uh window here. Like oh, not, can't, I can't hear that. I don't figure oh, okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's good. I've been like been wondering this whole time like can anyone hear that? <clears throat> I don't I don't know. Um so So you've been, so you you've been stood up a couple times, and what happened in those instances? Just like, would you call it like ghosting?
0: Yeah, just you know, arrange to meet at the same place, certain time, and either on the day just don't hear anything from them. There's been a couple of occasions where I've actually arrived at the place, and then no one's showed.
1: Have you had any of those where you've met the person, but or or even like video chatted with them? and they aren't the person that's on the profile yeah a few times damn well that's it that's my beef with um with filters with photo Mm. filters is that that actually can be the person but the filter Mm. makes them look so different that when you see them you that's see what Shimmers and- is, ex- that's
2: exactly what it's about. That's what the line, all oh, that shimmers isn't gold is about. And that's, it. the song goes on later on to talk about like being faced out on the bathroom floor and these white pills won't take the pain away and stuff like that. And it's it's a little bit eccentric, but the idea is that people portraying themselves as the absolute best they can possibly be, spending all this time writing bios, spending all this time with the filters and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, there's still not falling in love or they're still not being accepted or still not feeling like, you know, they're getting that viewed that way that they want to be viewed. And then, you know, that's like, it's it's so detrimental, like coming from a mental health background as well. Like it's not useful for people. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yes. I know exactly what you mean.
2: That's the idea. Like, you you know, you can, you can be someone completely different and somebody that you think is actually better on on a page and then you're still not being accepted. So how does that kind of hit home to someone? It's, It's just I don't think it's very useful. I don't think it's good for your mental health. I know people talk about social media generally not being good for your mental health. I think dating apps are like the one notch higher than that.
1: Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, throwing in all the factors that you just listed, it it can definitely be just uh, like a a step above. But I guess it depends on like when you go back to social media, which app you're using and that kind of thing. Like, I don't know how you guys are with your personal social media apps. But I always, for the most part, tend to, uh, if I'm going to post anything, well, I I usually just post about the podcast or my work or whatever. But if Mm. I post anything else, I usually just try to make it funny or make it positive. I try not to post too many negative things. But I know that also sometimes isn't being... Real necessarily, and I don't know if you consider that to go in line with that whole like, um, like fake uh thing with social media accounts. I don't know what your view is on that, James or or Russ. Do you do you, do you get what do you get what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, isn't it? I think if you have to put all of your problems and in- on like on a Facebook post where you know ninety nine point nine percent of those people you probably don't know and they probably don't know you. It's kind of a, it speaks like to me like where's where's everyone else in your life? Why can't you have these discussions with people with people like your friends or your family? It's just you know it's just, it's just a bit strange to me. I wouldn't put something negative on social media,
1: personally. Right. Yeah, yeah, same, same here. And I do notice though like the some of the people that post nothing but negative things. Get all kinds of responses mm. and and uh, interactions, but then they'll post positive things and they don't get as many interactions.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's you, when you see if you see a, like a tweet or a post about someone and it's something really bad's happened or it's, you know something really upset, then yeah, I think people are more likely to read it and sort of interact with it in some way whereas you know if you see someone post about how great the life is it's like kind of, you just sort of scroll past it like it's not even there like it's mm-hmm. yeah
1: are you gonna play a song for us James I see you just no, grabbed just, your telly this is,
2: um, this is <laughs> I'm, I'm at my iMac where I write all my songs so it's like this uh, is si- sitting without a guitar feels weird
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice I was actually gonna ask you um that is a, a Fender Telecaster right yeah yeah it's a telly so I noticed, um what's your other guitarist's name? Alex. Alex, okay. So yeah. I noticed both you and Alex in the Shimmers music video, you both have tellies. Yeah. And um how did both of you end up both playing telecasters? How did how did that uh, come into play?
2: So me and Al have always been kind of like guitar twins. We always like the same thing. <laughs> um we actually at one point we were in a metal band together before um before Home Truths. And, uh, Was it called have, it Home
1: Truths, like no, the metal band Home no, Truths?
2: No, no, it wasn't called Home <laughs> Truths. Um, but yeah, we had the same guitar, so we we both had a um, a Les Paul custom, um, like modded out with like EMGs and just like all like black metal hardware. So we both liked the same things. Um, I've got a Cabernet as well. Um, I don't know why that is actually. I've got a Telecaster Cabernet, Fender as well, and he's he just loved the color, that surf green. So. He actually Ooh. bought his telly off um, the guy that produces all of our music. It's called George. He's in a band called Ground Culture, um, and we, we just bought it from his studio. So Alex bought that, and around the same time, I bought the Cabernet. But I added this one to the collection like last summer. But this is um, it's
1: a Vintera. Beautiful.
2: It's really really nice yeah. So it's a it's a Vinterra that brought our range. They're like seventies remix. It's telly custom. Okay. Um, but yeah, like it's a nice
1: guitar yeah i mean if it's a tele custom that that's usually not cheap
2: (laughs) yeah it was a finance job
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's nice man i um ross i couldn't make out what your bass was a gibson Ripper. okay like i that's funny i i was actually gonna guess gibson but i wasn't sure because it looked a little different than some of the other gibsons i've seen like it
2: Telling yeah. the story of the Gibson River. Yeah, uh, because it's, it's a cool story. It's, so the, it's, the, the serial number on the back is like zero 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 seven. Wow, really?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I, so how did pick,
1: you get a hold of that?
0: I got it in New York when I was like 14. My like my grandma had like just passed and she left us um some like inheritance. And me and my brother went over to New York and we just went into a guitar shop and I was gonna pick up I was looking to buy, I think, just, like, Fender P bass, and then I saw that, and I was just like, yeah, I've got to have it. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful bass, sounds amazing. It's in really good condition, and, like, I got the, in the hard case, had all these airline stickers and tags on, serial number 00007, and it's like, I, I, I'd love to find out who it previously
1: owned, like, belonged to because it had so many airline tags on it. Have you... Beautiful. So you have a, Have you found out who was the owner
0: at one point? I haven't, no. I, I would love to actually email Gibson or something like that to try and find out.
2: Yeah, we, I looked into it, though, and it was made in the early 70s. Yeah,
0: I think it's one of the earliest ones. So yeah.
2: it's, it's old, man, but honestly, it's like there's no bass that comes anywhere near it, so the guy that, that records us is actually the bassist in his band, um, and they're quite a big band. They're signed by Hopeless Records um and he's got some insane basses of, of his own and we always use like Gilly's Gilly's Ripper, just it's so it's such a good guitar and yeah, comes really
0: close great. like i'll i'll give you some
1: free shoe your time on my p bass word no <laughs> <laughs> <a> joy. that <laughs> is so cool man really? i hope i hope you're able to find out one day who owned that because i yeah. mean that's that's such a special guitar and the fact that it was in a pawn shop
0: but oh, yeah. I can't watch street it was just some little side street in New York. And uh, like how I put the guitars in, and I've seen that, and I was like, yeah, like it's like our big Green Day fan. And Mike Dinn used to have a Gibson grabber. I know it's yes. not the same, but pretty much the same shape and the same color. And I was like, yeah, I want that.
1: Mike Dirt is the only reason I. You know, like know what a a Gibson bass looks like. You yeah. know, it, like because of of the yeah the the grabber he uses um, in the in the early Green Day days. Of course, he still uses it once in a while. I think it shows, but um, mm-hmm. but you usually see it in the well the um, video. View. Yeah, the video for Long View. He yeah. uses it. That's um, the reason why I took the bass was that song. Really, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That so, uh, so. I. Th- I think that like inspired so many different people to start playing bass um, yeah, before I, I before, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Uh, yeah. I heard that song and it's just like my brother, you know, I've got an older brother who's like a very talented guitarist and we both love Green Day and I was going to take guitar and then I heard Longview and I was like, nah, I want to play bass.
1: <laughs> and
0: I think for about six months, it was the only thing I played on
1: so when. Uh, you were, so you, you've been, have you both been to the, uh, to the United States or just Ross?
2: Yeah, I've been to, yeah.
1: Okay. So, uh, James, where did you go in Uh, the U.S.?
2: Florida, Florida first when I was like 18, it's like 10 years ago. And then I went to New York about two or three years ago
1: now. Okay. And, uh, Ross, have you been anywhere else besides New York? I've uh,
0: been in Florida as well. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just just need cool. Florida. I I was hoping to actually go to Chicago this year.
1: Oh man. Well, you let me know uh if if any of you make it to Chicago because I'm I'm just an hour away. So I'll there, yeah. Yeah.
2: I think we we'd love to go to Chicago if like in the in this day and age where you can tell who's listening to music. At any time of where exactly they are and how old they are and, you know, where they live and, <laughs> you know, you can tell everything about them. All of our fans, well, the majority of our fans are in Chicago for some strange reason.
1: Are yeah. they really? Yeah, huh. they're our on number one city.
0: That's interesting.
1: By analytics. Wow. Huh. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah, it's really strange. What can I say? We have good taste in in pop punk, you know. <laughs> <I'm done>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've we have so many heavy hitters of the genre from Chicago, as you know. So, yeah. um, but usually more on the darker side, though, you know, mm. or the the you know the emo, uh, more of the emo pop punk side, at least in in the last ten years, you know. Is, there,
2: is Knucklepuck from Chicago?
1: Yes, yes, they I are. Love- yeah, puck is great. Their most recent record is to me is their best.
2: It's insanely so far. good.
1: Yeah. It's insanely def- good. Definitely. I've they're, uh they're
2: a big inspiration for us as well. Well for, for me and my writing style, definitely
1: huge inspiration. Okay. Yeah, I um I've I've been lucky enough to record at the studio that they've recorded at. Oh, cool. Um it's a, a really cool studio, just kind of like out in the middle of nowhere. Um I guess not the middle of nowhere, but it's like in the country. That's really um, cool. and, uh, uh, Seth, uh, the guy who owns the studio is just a really great guy. Um, so if, uh, you ever come out here, maybe we can make, uh, make arrangements. You guys can go to the, check out the studio, you know, that Puck it. So cool, yeah. <laughs> um, so what was uh, what was your favorite thing about coming to the United States, or just in particular, like what was your favorite thing about New York, or what do you remember? Obviously, I mean it's it's really amazing that. Speaking of, how much was that base at that pawn shop? Do time, you remember?
0: Yeah, like well, at the time the exchange rate was really good for us. Like, mm. the dollar was really weak against the pound, so it was. I think it was like. which, but to me, it was only like 800 pounds. So, I mean, I guess a lot of money at the time, but like I said, I, you know, inherited money from my grandma and it was, I saw it more as an investment. You know, it's not, I'm never going to sell that base and it's, you know, it's good great memories getting it in new york and
2: yeah, yeah. but there was, there's there's another story about the bass so the bass is actually in for fixing at the moment oh <laughs> yeah. no
1: what happened it happened so this
2: is my studio that i'm sitting in the moment so this is where we kind of demo everything mm-hmm. we all the demos together then we send them off to the studio and i like to keep ross's guitars so there's a i don't know if you can see but there's a, a bass down there okay yeah so I, I keep all of his stuff here i use it for the demos and i dropped the ripper and it like <gasps> so on like on like the fretboard it kind of like shipped the fretboard out
1: Ooh! It, it took me like two weeks to tell him <laughs> dude i could, he looks pissed right now
0: <laughs> no,
1: it's, it's being fixed it's okay <laughs> <laughs> and i i bet after that russ is like that is never Stay it's not staying out of my sight ever again. he's no,
2: he's been pretty cool. Actually, pretty. I'm surprised. I'm surprised, but he's been pretty cool about
1: it. Oh, that that's good. Yeah. So, so wait, Home Truths, they broke up. Why? Well, <laughs> Ross's base got destroyed by James. <laughs> that broke up. <laughs> that was the end. They my could house. have been the next biggest pop punk band in the whole world. <laughs> uh Um. So, uh, Ross, was your grandmother American or was she from uh, the UK or from Europe and ended up in New York?
0: No, no, she was from the UK. We just went over, like, after she passed, me and my brother decided to go out to New York. um, My my parents at the time, it was their wedding anniversary and they were doing like a trip across America. And we went out to surprise them in New York. So that was the only reason, like, no link to my grandma. She's from newcastle she's from like yeah
1: <laughs> okay cool I, I just wasn't sure if like she lived there and and that's what mm. what brought you out there but um what was where did you guys go in florida what was it was it just a vacation or
2: yeah mean for just each of just you the parks just the parks really i just did all the parks, and then i went oh, to okay. Tump, went to tampa and um went to the everglades so just like the touristy things really
0: yeah it's just the
1: you know typical family holiday really it's uh florida yeah, that that make that makes sense. I I was gonna guess the theme parks, but hey, you you mm. never know. Um, so I know Ross, you talked about if you'd want to come back and see Chicago. Um, yeah, hundred oh, um, percent. I was planning on going to Riot
0: Fest. Okay, like, but then obviously COVID happened, and fingers crossed the next year maybe. Um, yeah, I would love to see more of like more of the states. Uh, like I'm a big like American football fan as well so I was to go and like catch up to a game because I know they bring the odd game over here
1: to London but I want to see the first proper NFL game mm-hmm. in, the, in the States okay very cool how about you James where would you like to go in the United States
2: I don't know I'm, I think I'm drawn to Chicago just for the music scene and the history yeah um, I was kind see, of a bit, I was a bit disappointed with New York to be honest
1: it really, around,
2: it was around Christmas, so it was super busy everywhere. It was like real touristy. I'd I'd prefer to kind of do it like, you know, like the little like the unknown little clubs, like the jazz clubs and stuff like that. I'd prefer to go back and do it like that, like not as a tourist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it just it's it was much of a muchness. It is what it is when it when you go as a tourist, you know. Um, yeah, but I don't know. New York excites me, the culture to it as well. So I'd like to go back and experience it properly. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. New York is, is just amazing. My, uh, my oldest brother lives in Brooklyn, so, uh, he's lived there for 10 years now. So I've, I've been there several times since, since his move there. So I've gotten to experience the things that aren't like the touristy things and, uh, knowing, you know, knowing that I'm, I'm sure you would love it because there's just so many endless things to do, um, and check out that aren't, you know, like, the things you hear about, like, oh, did you yeah, yeah. go to Ellis Island and yeah. you know, all that? Yes, I did, <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> right? Like, that's the touristy cool. <laughs> stuff. No, it is cool. Like, I've only um, gone by Ellis Island <laughs> on a ferry, on a mm. ferry boat. Like, I actually yeah. haven't gone to Ellis Island, I've just, okay. you know, driven well, not driven, I, I guess, sailed by it, or I don't know how you want to yeah. say that, but um, but uh, yeah, it's just, uh, there's so many hidden gems. I and, think uh, I'd like
2: to experience I, I would I think Eric would be a great guide I think Eric would like just just have what I'm in my in my head the way I envisage it I think Eric would be able to make that real if, if I went to New York I think sure. he would know some right like dive punk punk rock clubs and stuff like that It'd oh really I'm sure cool. he
1: would yeah, yeah I'm sure he would for sure yeah so um but you like like I said if you guys ever uh end up near Chicago or even New York let me know um mm-hmm. We can. Uh... I mean, that
2: be awesome. I, I think the plan from the label that we, that we know of, obviously, with COVID, it's going to be just who knows when. So when it's going to keep pumping out music. But the rematcher from Chicago, yes. Um, so we would obviously love to get over there. But I think the initial plan was for them to try and bring some of the lost bands to the UK because
1: mm-hmm. there's
2: us and there's a band called Who Saves the Hero as well. And are they in Wales? I think they're in Wales. Yeah, they're based in
0: Wales, in Cardiff.
2: Yeah, so they've got a couple of UK bands now. I think the idea was to try and bring over some of the American bands like Goalkeeper and, and Rematch,
0: okay. which
2: would be would would be amazing to do a UK run with them. Yeah, um, but the other way around for us to go over there, I, I, there's no plans.
1: <laughs> right. Well, were, not, every, right. Still, right yeah. Every <clears throat> yeah, everything's just at a standstill right now. But that's uh, that's something cool to to look forward to for the future, though. Yeah, I'm, definitely. Uh, I'm sure something will uh something will happen. What is the music scene like in Newcastle?
2: Um, it, diabolically bad. <laughs>
0: it's, no, it's, it's, it's a very eclectic scene. Uh like Indies, like you know, like Guitar like just is very much big over here in the UK. Pop punks uh it's a bit of a funny one. Like there is some good pop punk bands in the UK, but it's you know it's a very American genre right and I think over here in the UK not a lot of people take you that seriously when you say you're in a pop punk band
2: yeah what's funny about pop punk is like the bands get huge so Neck Deep are you know one of the biggest pop punk bands in the world now and they're from Wales from a tiny tiny little place in Wales and I think people don't take just they're just not interested until he until big so We've played. Um, we played a venue called Riverside in Newcastle, and it was a couple of months before State Champs came and headlined it. Okay. And um, I mean, there was, there was an alright amount of people there, but it wasn't, you know, like a great turnout. And then we went to see State Champs, and you know, same venue, similar time of the year, and it was sold out. They could have sold it out twice. So just where are all these kids? They just they come out for the. There's a massive state I.
0: Mm-hmm. The biggest there's like a nightclub in Newcastle, which is it always gets voted the best night in Newcastle, best nightclub, and it's an alternative pop punk night, and there's a huge scene for it, but no one goes to like the shows. It's it's a bit of a strange one. It's uh, like we we are you know gradually picking up a following. Obviously, this year has been difficult because we've only been we've only been in a band for two years, and for one of those years we've been in lockdown. Right. Yes. So it's, you know it's not being
1: ideal, but.
2: Yeah, we had some awesome shows booked in as well. Like we, we were gonna um play a show with you heard of Off with the Heads from Minneapolis?
1: Yes. Yes I have.
2: We were booked right. to play with them um in the UK and obviously it fell through because of coronavirus unfortunately. And I know they're coming back next April and we will be playing with them, but you know That's it's awesome. Such a long time away though, isn't it? You know?
1: It's right. A shame. Yeah. But hopefully it'll happen and you know, if not, it it's still something that definitely could happen in the future. So, yeah. so are you saying neck deep isn't as big in the UK? You think as they are everywhere else? I was trying to figure you know, out if I think
2: they are they are huge, they are monumentally huge. But my point was, people care about them because they're huge. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of the a lot of the smaller bands, like they just not just not be popular. Like Waster, Have heard okay. Waster,
1: yes, of course, Waster mm-hmm.
2: did okay here.
1: Mm-hmm. They've
2: had to move it all out to the states to take it the, the next kind of level. Yeah, so it's a huh. bit of a shame, but you know, it's one of those things, isn't
0: it? There is right. a lot. There is a lot of good like pop punk bands in the UK. It's yeah, just it's a... there's no one's really sort of. You've got your neck Deep, Wasted, and Rome who have now spilled up, and then there's no one else really.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, right. it's one thing that we w- really want to try and you know break into over the next few years is trying to take that next step up to so not just being another pop-punk band in the UK and being,
1: mm-hmm. you know, somewhere more close to their, their level. Right. Yeah. I feel like just in the last couple of years, I, I see and hear more and more pop-punk bands from the UK. So I, yeah, I feel some, like it's some growing. Awesome
2: bands here. There's some brilliant bands here. There really is like one of our, well, the guy that's recorded drums on our last couple of singles, Michael Pavona, uh, Biv. He's um he's from here, but he's in a band from Liverpool. Um, with um he's, he used to, he, I think he wrote a lot of the Waste the Red Green In Between album. He's he's a guitarist in the band. He writes them. they're called Gold Bloom, and they're just so good. Like a little bit different to us, like kind of more on the on the pop side. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like they're gonna blow up like in the next couple of years. Like they're so good, but at the moment they're just kind of local heroes kind of unknown
1: mm-hmm. but it will
2: the will blow up it's just a case of, of when really there's a, yeah. there's a scene but everyone yeah. seems to be kind of like quite small at the moment but there's some brilliant bands in the uk
1: mm-hmm. awesome well that that's good i'm glad to hear that and maybe a lot of that has to do with with neck deep you know in, in the last you know five years or however many years it's been mm-hmm. since they've been climbing the ladder i'm sure that's kind of helped Oh, yeah. um, get more of a, a pop punk scene going definitely i think so. they've made
2: waves in the u.s because um the rematch have actually been they recorded with um with neck deep with ben, you know ben the bass player
1: yes i was gonna say i remember um i can't remember it was a couple years ago i was interviewing another band from chicago and they were talking about rematch and how they were going to record with one of the members of Neck Deep. Uh, They didn't say at the time who it was, but then, you know, as time went on, I, I figured it out. So yeah, I did hear about that.
2: Yeah, they did. They work with Seb and obviously like the stuff they came out with from those sessions was uh, brilliant. You know, like so good. So, so good. And they're an incredible band. Like I actually really loved that band before any of this. So the story behind Lost, how we, how we ended up being on Lost is, um, I, I loved Rematch. I really got into Live a Little. Um, I heard that through like a Spotify playlist. And um, I think I was like, I was constantly hounding like Alan Gilley to listen to them. like just send them stuff all the time. Like, oh my God, listen to this song. Like I sent them Chicago. Like I just try to get them into Rematch. And um, it was a band on the label, When the Sun Sets.
1: Yes, I've interviewed um, them before. Great guys.
2: Yeah, so it was Zach actually just out of nowhere. So they have a song called February and we have a song called February. Oh. <laughs> and I think, yeah, so I think he must have just—I don't know how he heard it. I think he must have just heard it through Spotify, and he messaged the page,
1: mm. and there
2: uh, he was, saying like, kind of pushing us to send stuff over to Eric. Um, Eric really liked it and got and got behind it, so we, we signed with Eric. We signed with Word as Bond, Eric's management label. Um, we just kept putting stuff out, and then he he wanted us for Lost Music Collective, so we signed with Lost Music in the summer. I think it was.
0: Yeah, I'd right. say like three months ago.
2: Yeah, yeah, we were sitting on the announcement for quite some time, but um, yeah, so it's, it's really Zach from When the Sun Sets. Um, okay. Fault for finding us so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's crazy. They're from That's Chicago as awesome. yes. well.
1: So, yeah, yeah, Exactly. Yeah, the power, I,
2: the power of the internet.
1: The power, right? It's just, it's <laughs> just so cool. It's amazing. It makes the world such a small place. You know, we we're, we're thousands of miles away, but yet. We, you know, you've been able to connect with other bands from around the world and, and help your, your, your band, you know, yeah. help Home Truths. So that's, that's so great. It's a, it's a beautiful thing and it, it's great to hear other bands helping other bands and, and just talking and connecting instead of seeing them as competition. It's great to see.
2: That's the idea behind Lost Music. Like, I haven't I haven't been fortunate enough to get on one of these calls, but Vinny and the label owner and Eric, they, they do, like, regular Zoom calls, and I know
0: Gilly's been on quite a few of them. and Yeah, it's, it's like, there's a real nice sort of family feel to it. Right? It's, like, cheesy as that sounds. Like, you know, every month we'll have a big Zoom call. Everyone, like, you know, a member from every band, and we we'll just sort of catch up and just talk about what our plans are and, you know, stupid ideas for things that we're going to do next year and the next like quarter for releases. And it's just, it's just really, it's a really nice environment to be in. And every band on that label is amazing, to be honest. Yeah. Like when, when when we got like, when it was mentioned, like we looked into them and we had a look at every band that was on it, so obviously we realised that Rematch were on there. I was already a big fan of Goalkeeper. And, you know, it's, yeah, Books and Rival Town, like Friend Circle, all doing great things. So it's like, it makes sense, like, to go with these guys because everyone on there is just awesome. Yeah, yeah it's such such good,
2: but Rival Town as well, man. They're sick. They're so good. yeah So good. And the yeah, new single has got Joey from In Her Own Words on that. He's mm-hmm. doing, like, guest vocals, and I'm just such a huge fan of his vocal style too. So, like, that, that's on our label. It's just it's almost like a pinch yourself moment. It's, it's really cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say um, I'm really impressed with Lost Music Collective. They've uh, really have been building quite a roster with, yeah. um, you know, with uh, getting younger younger bands on um, and really helping them develop and bands that deserve it, like yourselves. So, um, so I'm really glad to see that that you're able to work with Eric and and work with Vinny. So that's yeah, awesome. Eric's-
2: Eric's awesome, man. He's just, he's the most chill guy. Like, you know, we're panicking, like, oh my God, like what, who's going to, who's going to premiere Shimmers? like, what's going on? Like, why is it not a playlist? And he just comes back with, you know, like dudes just relax. Like it's all in hand. Like it's all sorted and it is, you know, he's just, he's a very chill guy. He's obviously, he's, he's been here before.
1: Right, right, right. Exactly. So, all right. Well, I think, uh, I think that's all we have time for guys. Um, anything else? I mean, Anything else you want to mention about Shimmers or or, or what's to come uh, after Shimmers?
2: No, just keep checking out Shimmers, please. Keep streaming it. Um, we yeah. do have a couple more singles to come, and then potentially an album. We shall see. But lots of new music is is coming
0: from Home Truth. So yeah, just just uh, keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, got okay. a single that we're hoping to get out early part of next year. It's more or less ready to go, and it's this one. And then, yeah, I think the plan is another single after that, and then hopefully we'll get a future length out, full length out.
1: (laughs) And hopefully live music comes back. Yeah, (laughs) one day. (laughs) Yeah, and and all will be right with the world again. (laughs) Yeah, maybe one day. Yeah, yeah. thanks so much for having us, man. We really appreciate your time no yeah. thanks for staying up uh late i i really really appreciate that so um james and and ross this was great i hope you had fun i know i did um and yeah, I, I, good, I, I hope good i hope you found it was worth it awesome okay. thank, thank you very cool. much All nice. to meet you thank you guys okay. have a good night you night. too man. thank yeah. you bye i want to get closer Was a fun trip across the pond with Home Truths, or at least half of the band. I'd like to thank uh, Ross and also James for being on the podcast today of Home Truths. It was it was a lot of fun talking with them about the uh, the differences between our countries and the mu- the the music scene, and obviously what their latest single Shimmers is about. I really like what Shimmers is about. I think that's a, a great relevant topic in today's age. With social media and dating apps and all that good stuff. So, their latest single, Shimmers, is out now. It's available everywhere online via Lost Music Collective. I want to thank Eric, too, from Lost Music Collective for setting up this interview. You can also find a music video of Shimmers on YouTube. You can follow Home Truths on Facebook at Home Truths Music UK. Their Instagram and Twitter is Home Truths Music. And that's it for this episode of Pop, Punk & Pizza. I'm Jacques L'Amour. It's been a pleasure once again. Thank you so much for being here. If you want to stay up to date with everything podcast-related, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Pod. You can find all episodes of the podcast, merch, and more at poppunkpizzapod.com. If you'd like to submit your music... To me uh, to plan the podcast, or you have an interview inquiry, you want to be a possible guest, please submit your EPKs, links to your music, all that fun stuff to bangerangradio at gmail.com. There's also a contact page that you can submit to at poppunkpizza.com. Uh, Poppunk Pizza Pod. Com. Sorry, I'd love to hear from you. You know, even if you're not in the band and you're just a, a fan and listener of the podcast, you can hit me up there too. So feel free to say hello, and you can have you can give me some some uh, suggestions for the show, or if you just want to say hey, that's cool too, because this is your podcast as well. It's it's not just mine. So if all goes planned, the next episode of Pop Punk and Pizza will be coming your way this Thursday, November nineteenth, with Tara Hahn. Who is the lead vocalist of Southern California ska punk band Half Past 2? They just dropped a new single called Shine, so we're gonna be talking about that and more. And Tara, she's super talented, she's a really kind person, so I'm really looking forward to speaking with her on the next episode. So I'll talk with you in a few days. I hope you, your family, your friends are all staying safe and healthy. Lots of love to you. Hey, hello, it's nice pizza
2: hey hello it's nice to meet you hey come in and have a slice of pizza